0: beautiful people. Happy Tuesday, September 8th. It's the uh, first day after a three-day weekend. So it's a little slow going this morning, at least at my place. All right, we got a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson today. The only way to have a friend is to be one. Growing up in a dysfunctional home taught us not to talk or trust or feel. Spending all our energy trying to survive, we were probably not taught how to have or be a friend. But we are learning this now. Although it requires some intense self-evaluation, the rewards outweigh the risks. The first step toward developing healthy friendships is to understand the, di- the disease has afflicted us. When we know why we reacted the way we did, we can learn how not to repeat these behaviors. No longer sick and confused, we are making better choices now and we are able to act on them. Now we can find people who have shared our problem, people who can help us break out of our isolation. By attending meetings and talking with our sponsor, we learn to trust again. Sometimes it's hard because we're trying to change behaviors that have been with us since childhood. But now we have a higher power to help us and sustain us. The friends we will, we now have will last a lifetime. Soon we will feel confident that we can be a friend and we'll fi- finally feel the warmth that we've missed for so long. Today, help me learn how to be a friend. So this this book... Oh my God, I'm having microphone troubles here. Um, This book is... I think highly associated with, with 12 steps. It's very specific, and it's, of course, for drugs and alcohol, but we've we've been amending it and going as we go, and it's applied to gambling addiction and to life. What I want to say here, because this reading is, is speaking a lot to meetings and being in the rooms, and in today's language, maybe it's online groups that support sobriety. And if you're in those environments where there's a lot of people, like-minded people, it's, for, from my perspective, it would be very easy to make friends, and it has been very easy to make friends. I think that the reading really captures what it's like to have the new friends in the room. You know, but they can... They can talk to us and they can relate. They will be there, you know, as long as everybody's sober, I guess. They could be friends of a lifetime. If people go back to drinking or gambling or whatever, sometimes that's not always the case. When you're not involved in those kind of dynamics, you may find it hard, harder to find some friends. And since I don't advocate... For you having to be having, you know, you don't have to be in 12 step to recover. In my perspective, like maybe that's not your jam and that's fine. So how would you make friends in that case? And I guess I would start by recommending so, you know, online virtual stuff to connect, at least from the recovery piece at least, you know, the positive thinking or, you know, join my Facebook group or follow along, connect. But also in your real life, you know, if, if none of that stuff's kind of where you like to show up in the world or how you operate, you'll have to start thinking about other ways to make friends. And I think this is important because it boredom is such the enemy. It could get us to relapse what I would suggest is, you know, acknowledging the things that you like to do in life, the things that you're discovering and hang out in those areas, do those things. So maybe it's breaking out the bicycle after years, you know, find people who like to bicycle, you know, that would be a way to make new friends that have positive activities or you know, activities that you enjoy doing, so it'd be easier to connect with new people. If there's people that you were friends with before you went off the grid to gambling, drinking, whatever, then you can reconnect with those. and, and because of the qualities that are showing through again, when you're not caught up in the the craze of being addicted to something, you have the opportunity to be a good friend or a better friend to folks that maybe you haven't always been the best to in the past it's it it takes work but it's also it's very rewarding it's very rewarding to get reconnected and to catch up and i'm i know for me i'm very fortunate i still have Gosh, a a relatively large group of people. And by that, I mean like eight, eight or ten people that I've talked to. It's been 30 years that I've had some of these people in my life. And, you know, maybe it's as simple as that. Like, who haven't you chatted with? I mean, I'm going to see one of, well, one of my ex-boyfriends from... When I was what, like 18 or 19 in a couple weeks, and I haven't seen them in a god 20, 30 years, whatever it's been. And, um, I think that's gonna be pretty cool. It's like, well, what happened in the last 25, 30 years? So maybe there's opportunities like that. I'm not saying connect with all your exes. I, you guys know, I, I try to be very, um, I try to be very friendly or whatever. I want to have a good relationship with all of my exes when applicable. I have one that's not so chummy, Uh, but that's okay. It's just part of who I am. So anyway, so I'm not recommending that you go be friends with all your exes. That's not what I'm promoting. I'm advocating that there might be people before you got all crazy connected and deep into the gambling that if you weren't gambling, you might still be connected with. It's okay to let people in. That's kind of the bigger picture here. And I'm sorry, my micro- my, I think this arm of my microphone thing is broken from using it. And it's like I almost have to talk into my knees because that's where the arm is putting the microphone. <laughs> it's just annoying. So that's what was making me kind of stutter a little there in the beginning. Little TMI. I know you guys are good sports and I appreciate you for that. So anyway, it's saying... We can connect again. I think connection is the biggest takeaway because we can feel, we can trust. And if if we can't trust or acknowledge our feelings or want to talk because we're isolating, we're not going to be good friends. We're not even going to know how to be a good friend. We're not going to be good listeners. We're not going to be open about what's going on in our head. And and the final thing, I think the final thing that I want to call out is... A lot of people get afraid. Like, I don't want to tell my friends that I was, you know, a gambler, whatever. Well, it's out of fear. And I think the fear is like, well, are they going to judge me? Or are they going to whatever? I want you to think about this. If you're afraid to tell someone that's important to you, just give this some consideration. Think about what the worst outcome is. And... Let's say it's that they're not in your life anymore okay, and that you guys can't be friends or that they judge. You can't control any of that. And if they are judging and they don't want to be in your life or whatever, they don't belong in your life. Like They've lost a spot if they are not the kind of person who could be aligned with you as you try to get in your recovery. As far as supporting you, that's not really a friend. So don't hang on to the folks that are toxic and don't belong in your life either. This is really about what you put out to the world. And my personal belief is that if you're not showing up completely and honestly, then you're not being a good friend either. It's it's important that we're our authentic selves and that we surround ourselves with people who accept and love our authenticity as well as that we love and accept the people around us, even with their shortcomings. That's the rant. Okay, beautiful people. I hope that you guys have a spectacular Tuesday. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning. And uh, yeah, have a great day.